Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He had his gun, so he just swung it open. I start to notice that, you know, the atmosphere feels a little bit weird. First thing he seen was this six and a half foot tall, broad shoulder, dark hair. That freaked him out. We hadn't talked to her about, like, life and death and what any of that means. She's three years old, you know. So we turned around. Suddenly there's a whole tree falling across the road. And she was describing to us that, you know, there was a deceased person uh, that she could she, she could see visually. You're listening to Cryptid Clues, where we tackle the ever-expanding history and mystery of monsters and supernatural madness every Monday and Friday. You can find us at cryptidclues.ca for more information, or even check out exclusive content such as interviews and D&D campaigns at patreon.com slash cryptidclues. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cryptid Clues. I'm your host, Ruben Olson, joined by our big boy, Taylor Field. 
In today's episode, we cut away at the crust of the earth and see if my sense of humor is just as hollow as our 30-second shilling moment where I tell you to go ask us questions over at our email, cryptidclues at gmail.com. Check out our website as well at cryptidclues.ca and join our Patreon for as low as a dollar for ad-free exclusive content and more at patreon.com slash cryptidclues. Finally, well, not exactly finally, you can find us on almost all social media, And now for the real finally, check out our newly launched series, Haunt of the Grassman, right here on the Cryptid Clues feed and continuing over in our aforementioned Patreon. But enough from me. Take us through the journey into the center of the Earth, Taylor. Well, yes. So what is the hollow Earth? Essentially, it is a proposed theory that the entire planet is completely hollow, or at least contains a massive interior space. Even though this theory has faced several instances of being debunked throughout history, it's still strongly defended as being true even up until this day. I thought it was in King Kong. Doesn't that mean it's true? I mean, anything on the big screen is true, right? The movie doesn't lie. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's the whole scene where Kong like jumps into the center of the earth. They have the hovercrafts too. I mean, that's all real. That's all real. Yeah. Um, enough, enough monkeying around you can carry on <laughs> yeah, even closing it out to get us back on track you turn it into a pun that's brilliant um in 1818 there was a man named john Cleves sims jr probably i hope i said that correctly and basically this man presented the concept that the earth was a hollow shell that contained openings at both poles with four inner shells each open at the poles so this theory made him very famous in this community and it's just in, you know, science as a whole as well. And there was almost an expedition that began to possibly form in response to this concept. Now, these concepts became only more prominent over the next few decades. And there was another man named Jeremiah Reynolds that actually delivered lectures on the hollow earth concept. And he is another person who really argued for an expedition to form. So all these people really want to get out there and really see, hey, is there an actual hole out there? Now, while John Sims never actually published any books on his research, his ideas were published in works by other prominent authors. One such author was in 1864, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Mr. Jules Verne. He adapted those kind of uh, theories and concepts on Hollow Earth and created his story to it, which is also a great movie with Brendan Fraser. I love that movie. It's a super fun time. Uh, (laughs) One of these hypotheses, however, claims that humans live on the inside surface of this hollow spherical world and the universe itself is placed in that world's interior. Now, this variant theory is called the concave hollow Earth hypothesis. This take resulted in many authors, again, building off the concept and publishing many books on it. There isn't historical proof on this, but it's speculated that Adolf Hitler was influenced by the concave hollow earth theory and that he even sent an expedition that went unsuccessfully. But I digress. Let's look at the entrances to the supposed hollow earth. Rumored to be located in our north and south poles, and of course NASA isn't helping diffuse the situation, Uh, It could be the shape of clouds, maybe just many semi-cutoff feeds from the ISS don't help this either. But not only are potential UFOs flying around Earth's orbit, but the possible massive hole that's located in the North Pole, you can sometimes see imagery of 
what could be just a collection of pixels or people speculate being actually one of these holes up there because you, you can't really rely on Google Maps for what's like up top and down below and even other areas of the planet. It's just something's not right there. Now, aside from the apparent blocking of truth on what's really going on out there, we know that on a more public note, even flying over Antarctica isn't really allowed in some cases. And the mainstream narrative can be deduced into four reasons for this. Number one, weather conditions. It's no surprise that Antarctica has a horrendously dangerous weather system with some of the more extreme temperatures in the world. And again, the cost to de-ice planes can just become ridiculously expensive. Then number two, visibility issues. Between snowfall and whiteouts, it proves to be an extremely dangerous area for planes getting caught up there. Very similar to the weather conditions. Number three, lack of infrastructure. And this just means there's no airports, really refueling stations, you know, no Starbucks, McDonald's, anything like that. Number four, and the last point, navigation concerns. The magnetic fields at play there can cause havoc to electronic devices on aircraft and other vehicles. All these mainstream reasons, I mean, they, they definitely make sense. But when you, um, when you really look into it and you find pictures and stuff of what it looks like at the poles, you just see all those flags from every single nation all blocked off by military. No one's allowed to go there. There's a peace treaty. There's not a single nation on the planet that can freely go and just explore Antarctica. It is all militarized and you cannot go past it, which is super interesting. You'd think that if it's just truly dangerous, well, nobody would be there. But there's something going on and we're just not allowed to know about it, which is where a lot of the conspiracy comes from. On top of that, too, the world spends so much time just wasting away trying to form peace over other mediocre things. But rarely is there a time in human history where all the countries of the world can really come together on something. And then all of a sudden here... In the Antarctica, uh, you have everyone coming together, like, boom, peace treaty, just like that. Yeah, no, that's super crazy. There's definitely some weirdness going on, and I wish, I wish I could go out there and take a peek at what's going on, but it's too darn cold. Yeah, it's a little chilly. On the concept, again, of these entrances going into the hollow earth, the entrance in Antarctica, now... This is supposed to lead to this whole new world where there's undiscovered massive ecosystems that exist, animals all shapes and sizes, some that have been thought to be extinct. And the kicker here, advanced ancient civilizations or simply advanced alien civilizations, but both having advanced technology nonetheless. Yeah, I find it interesting that you bring up uh, aliens underneath because that's something we'll explore a little bit later in, in the show here. But one thing I wanted to bring up before I forget is... If we're going to assume that alien civilizations are actually coming from inside the planet, not necessarily from outer space, there's lots of precedents of UFOs and stuff rising out of the oceans and returning under the water when they disappear. Whether it's people on planes witnessing these things, Navy, uh, just reports of UFOs in general out in the ocean areas, they just pop out and pop back in. They're not coming down from the sky in that sense. Of course, out here on land, you see them go wherever or just disappear. There's a term for that uh, underwater UFO. Um, what is it? Is it USOs? Unidentified submerged object. I believe that is it. Um, That's super creepy because I really do not like the deep water. <laughs> no. 
No. You can imagine there's ships under there too. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Can you imagine all the whales that see these things? Oh, I think whales are shook. I think they see some shit. They they do. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sentence. I think the whales are shook. (laughs) If only they could speak, but they're actually just being mind controlled. Never again able to speak English because of the things they would tell us. (laughs) What a whale of a tail. (laughs) So now these holes, of course, like I mentioned before, they're blocked and they're hidden by the elites of our world. My whale theory doesn't hold any water. I have to apologize. Oh my God. Just when I think you're out of puns, you always sneak one in there. It actually (laughs) blows my mind. We got to do like a world records thing here and see how many puns you can slip into a sentence. I I, I refuse because I would speak (laughs) for too long. (laughs) That's fair. Um, but yeah, anyways, so we have the elites of our world. They're basically hiding and blocking any kind of visualization of what's going on with these entrances and a common claim that the earth is not hollow actually falls on the idea that the deeper into the earth you go the denser it becomes in its layers makes sense thicker rock and everything like that however a professor of geophysics from the university of chicago uh named andrew campbell this person came forward and stated that the earth has a density of 5.5 grams per cubic centimeter on average while rocks in the crust have a density of 2.7 grams per cubic centimeter on average. Again, this is what Campbell used to explain that if the planet was indeed hollow, its density would be lower, not in fact higher as science claims. Campbell also claimed that, and I quote, scientists cannot visit the Earth's interior, but have other means for gauging its composition. For example, they can analyze the waves produced by earthquakes that run through the Earth's interior, slowing and changing paths as they encounter the boundaries of its internal layers, end quote. So I like that uh, that take where he's talking, hey, the density of the Earth gets a little bit smaller, a little bit thinner here per square inch. Um, sorry, not square inch, cubic centimeter. Square inch is wow, totally that's, different. That's way different. <laughs> Yeah, very different. I've been dealing with square inches lately at work. Yeah, I give you an inch and you you take a mile (laughs) to keep you square here. So I'm curious what you think on this, Ruben. Uh, Of all the things to ask me a question on, it's about (laughs) the density of the Earth's crust. Like, I'd have any interest in that in my day-to-day life. No, honestly, I have no idea what you'd want me to say there. The Earth having a density of 5.5 grams per cubic centimeter. Well, what? Okay, I'm lost. You've lost me. Get me back you, to the magic you know, hollow earth theory. You know all about cubic centimeters, right? That's <laughs> no, no, I definitely do not. It's it's very minuscule. That's that's we'll leave it at that. Very we'll leave it at that. But uh, is that like quantum centimeters? I mean, it probably can be attributed to quantum centimeters in some shape or form. You never know. But uh, magnetic anomalies, this is probably much up your alley here. Now, the poles, again, have no shortage of magnetic wonders occurring there due to the snow, ice, seawater, and the rocks as well going down to the cores at those points. But magnetic surveys that are done uh, have to be done repetitively because most of this data to be consistently accurate, again, needs to be consistently done because the South Magnetic Pole is actually constantly shifting due to changes in the Earth's magnetic field. For and example, the time that we take our ad breaks is always shifting as well. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody. I feel horrible for interrupting Taylor for that <laughs> oh one. Oh, my goodness. I thought I was on a roll. Like, oh, where are we going here? Uh, that's okay, though. Uh, so, for example, in 2005... It was found to be placed uh, just off the coast of Antarctica, and it being the actual magnetic pole. Then in 2015, this new point was found outside the Antarctic Circle altogether. So this thing is shifting quite frequently. That was just in a span of a decade. Now, just a side tangent here for myself, magnetic pole reversals. They used to scare the heck out of me when I was little. I used to talk to my dad about it all the time, and he would explain to me what it entails, what could happen. And the last reversal to occur, as published in 2019, was around 780,000 years ago and lasted for 22,000 years. 
While magnetic fields can still cause tsunamis and other natural disasters, these days it seems a flipped magnetic field would unfortunately just disrupt communication systems, power grids, and again, also affect birds and sea life that follow migratory patterns and use the field to establish their sense of digression, <laughs> digression direction, but I digress. That's what I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> I still do have a hunch that it would be much more severe, however, if we did become subject to a magnetic reversal that our phones simply wouldn't be the only thing just dropping. I think that there would be cataclysmic things going on, and I wouldn't want to be around for that. That would terrify me. So long as the Earth doesn't spin backwards like a Beyblade, I'm happy. Oh my god, the ultimate let him rip, for sure. <laughs> um, now... I'm not trying to bash anyone here, but most of the population hasn't been to the polls. Definitely, I, I think I read somewhere along the lines of like f a few hundred thousand have been down to the Antarctic, which is fantastic. But we do have our handy dandy Google Maps to use. It's Google. our handy dandy Google Maps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whip it out like it's some Blue's Clues thing. <laughs> and more often than not, those same maps have been prone to, like I mentioned before, blurring out portions of the polls. It's a censorship from our friends. It's exactly censorship. Now, what could easily be a fake display once people inquired about, hey, why is this blurred out? We still can't fully rely on what should be the most reliant satellite-based mapping tool humanity has ever had at its disposal in our history. And it's unfortunate that we don't. But this means you have to go there yourself and see what you can find. And speaking of people going to this location and finding out what they could find in terms of adventure or science, in the year 1911... Wow, Google Maps has been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. At least uh, Back in 1911? <laughs> yeah. No, predating Google Maps here. Uh, Norwegian team led by explorer Roald Amundsen was the first to ever reach the South Pole. Another British team was actually behind them on the way to the South Pole as well, reaching it 34 days after Roald's team did. Unfortunately, the British team actually did not return after reaching the pole. And this team was led by Robert Falcon Scott. And since this time, there's been thousands of expeditions across this continent, but the challenging terrain and temperatures limits most. So it's speculated that a majority of the areas are still unexplored and untouched by humankind. Now, some fun facts about the continent. It's about one and a half times the size of the United States, and 99% of it is covered in snow and ice, and this accounts for almost 90% of the ice on planet Earth. Now, found in 1970, with the help of radar systems, there's an estimated 400 lakes actually sitting below at least three kilometers of ice in the Antarctic. These lakes don't fully freeze because of the pressure from the weight of the ice sheet, thus keeping a well-preserved ecosystem beneath the ice. Lake Vostok, which was discovered in the 1990s by Russia, is the largest subglacial lake in Antarctica, and it's also the third largest lake by volume in the world. Now, here's some interesting stuff. Scientists have actually found a plethora of fossils stemming back to the Cretaceous period of both animals and plant life existing in the Antarctica. And these discoveries prove that the region was much warmer and was essentially a rainforest. People like to state here that ancient civilizations probably existed here as well. Such discoveries, though, don't really include any tools or anything along those lines, but 
uh, fossilized wood, leaf impressions, and even fossils from marine animals, birds, and insects. But touching upon the concept of civilizations existing there, a theory was revealed not too long ago that the Nazis used underground areas of the Antarctic as secret hideaways and that Hitler himself actually fled there. Now, the Germans did indeed build a station in Antarctica, but it was abandoned 70 years ago. And like I mentioned before, there was some expeditions that were carried out to go out and venture out there, but it doesn't seem like anything really concrete formed and it was just kind of left as barren as can be. I was wondering if you had anything on that you wanted to touch upon, Ruben. Well, I actually do want to touch on one expedition that was fairly concrete. And this was by an American naval officer and explorer in believe it or not, around that time, 1947. So this is the story of Admiral Richard E. Byrd. Taylor, have you heard of this before? I know we have... When we first met, I know we've talked about it. You were the one who introduced me to this, actually. Yeah, so Richard Byrd, he... Like I said, American naval officer and explorer. He was a recipient of a Medal of Honor and was a pioneer American aviator, polar explorer, and organizer of polar logistics. So this man was top tier. He claimed to have personally been the first to reach the North Pole and the South Pole by air. His North Pole flight would turn out to be pretty controversial, however, while his attendant would state off record that they never truly reached the North Pole, all official records and claims by same attendant corroborated Bird's official story to the press. It's the unofficial side that really garners a lot of attention. And as far as disproving his stuff goes, Bird's diary has clearly been erased and rewritten in the sections of sextant readings regarding his North Pole data in his own handwriting, which, when compared to his official report, differs greatly. His original recordings, which are very legible still, are nowhere near the North Pole. But his rewritten segments are much closer, and his actual officially reported locations are the North Pole. So you can see where there's some controversy with his North Pole visit. Even if this report is inaccurate, however, Bird and his attendant did return to the Pole a few days later on an airship with a larger crew, making this controversy pretty minor, considering he actually went over it a few days later. However... It's that few days prior that really sparks debate in what was his first polar experience. Bird's diary was published after his death by his son, and hidden within this diary is an unbelievable tale that if he was truly censored the way this diary seems to exclaim he was, I think it's a miracle that this diary was allowed to be published at all. And I'm going to start this off with some expert excerpts i'm not experts i'm no expert on his diary some excerpts of his diary i must write this diary in secrecy and obscurity it concerns my arctic flight of the 19th day of february in the year of 1947 there comes a time when the rationality of men must fade into insignificance and one must accept the inevitability of the truth i am not at liberty to disclose the following documentation at this writing perhaps it shall never see the light of public scrutiny but i must do my duty and record it here for all to read one day in a world of greed and exploitation of certain mankind can no longer suppress that which is the truth 
Flight Log Camp Arctic, February 19, 1947. We are crossing over the small mountain range, still proceeding northward. Beyond the mountain range is what appears to be a small river. There should be no green valley here. Something is definitely wrong and abnormal. We should be over ice and snow. From the port side, there are great forests growing on the mountain side. The instruments are still spinning. The gyroscope is oscillating back and forth. I alter the altitude to 1400 feet and execute a sharp left turn. The light seems different. I cannot see the sun anymore. We make another left turn and spot what seems to be a large animal of some kind below. It looks like a mammoth. This is incredible, but here it is. Temperature reads 74 degrees. Continuing our heading, navigation instruments seem normal. Radio is not functioning, however. The countryside is more level than normal. Ahead, we spot what seem like habitations. This is impossible. Aircraft seems light and oddly buoyant. The controls refuse to respond. The engines of our craft have stopped running. The landing process is beginning. I am making a hasty last entry into the flight log. I do not know what is going to happen now. Bird then describes that his plane was forcefully landed by a flying disc. He noted a swastika-like marking on it. He then encountered tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed men who spoke English in a broken German-Nordic accent. He was given a tour and a message to the surface, warning them about the use of testing nuclear weapons. His last entry before his death in 1957 tells us something more of a truth. Just like this next ad break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. December 25th, 1956, these last few years since 1947 have not been so kind, I now make my final entry in this singular diary. In closing, I must state that I have faithfully kept this matter secret as directed all these years. It has been completely against my values and moral rights. Now I seem to sense a long night coming on, and this secret will not die with me. But as truth shall, it shall triumph. It is the only hope for all of mankind. I have seen, and it has quickened my spirit and set me free. I have done my duty towards the monstrous military-industrial complex. Now the long night of the Arctic ends. The brilliant sunshine of truth shall come again, and those who are of darkness shall fail in flight. For I have seen that land beyond the poles, the center of the great unknown. Amazingly, it would seem that Bird was silenced and could not report the truth of his flight to anybody. I find it strange that this was allowed to have been published by his son. But, as far as Hollow Earth evidence goes, more detail, kind of examining his diary entries, describes that his flight took a few odd turns and went inside of something as if it was a hole in the middle of the pole. Because he was over land, snow and ice, and he could see the sun. And he turned into almost an upside-down mountain range, and the sun disappeared from view, and another land came into being with a bright light in the center of it. Kind of like a halo ring, Mm -hmm. but fueled by a sun in the center. The fact that he was met and escorted by... UFOs, flying discs, with different markings and symbols on them, one of which he said was swastika-like, then landed, but they were peaceful. These beings entertained him, and then brought him back to the surface with a message of peace. Very un-Nazi-like. Something was definitely going on there, and the fact that his diary was, you know, scribbled and erased with the different readings and stuff like that before he reported it to the press... I feel as though that was his attempt to put in the correct information that the military would have wanted him to publish. Not the actual readings of where that hole was that he found. What are your thoughts on that, Taylor? There's so much to process with that. Like, yeah, what what was he really publishing there at the end there? Because he talked about the scribble marks and... Now you throw Nazis into the mix too. And I know that there is talk about how the Nazis were working with flying discs, but to just be like a peaceful kind of people, I guess, residing, like I am, I am, I don't want to say susceptible because that's a very poor word to use, but I am. 
Ah, captivated. That's a much more appropriate word. Captivated by the concept of the Nazis still having spread out underground. And I don't I don't want there to still be Nazis. I think that's horrible. But I think it's just maybe it's like the Indiana Jones in me a little bit. Like this is the mystery part. And I think it's 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 fascinating if like this powerful organization still somehow was kicking around and just waiting to be taken down or something. I don't know. That would be a plot twist that I did not see coming. <laughs> there you go. I'm watching Indiana Jones right now too. So it's just kind of like, it's totally in line with my train of thought. But yeah, I, I do think it's intriguing because they show up with advanced technology, but they're peaceful. So it makes me wonder, okay, are we dealing with something that Nazism was based off of? Uh, did... Hitler come in contact with someone like this or these people and then they just ran with this idea and tried to uh, make it bigger than it was? Considering that this swastika is a corrupted peace symbol, then I would assume so. If there was something swastika-like, yeah. it could have been the original symbol that meant peace. Yes, that's true. Because it does in some... I can't remember the specific culture, but it does in some cultures, correct? Well, now, one thing about the whole hollow earth thing, and there's a lot of theories. There's a lot of ways you can examine this. And just like Bigfoot and all that stuff, I try to go as far back as possible and find out what kind of references we have for this in history, whether other people had this idea or not. And of course, if we go back more than 100 years, everybody thought the Earth was flat. But examining biblical references, there's some very interesting passages. And a lot of this really takes examining Hebrew and Greek as a language to truly understand it. So I'm only going to pull out um, one actual quote from our translation that makes sense in this regards. And this is from the book of Exodus. That was a strange sound behind me. Kind of scared me a little bit. Waiting for a ghost to just manifest. Oh, did you hear that? I thought I heard something, and you're talking about like quoting the book from Exodus, like, oh, you're about to be an Exodus in his house right now. Yeah, that gave me some chills. All right. So, Exodus 24 Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Examining the language behind this, it really is talking about how it would be kind of heresy to the people that this passage is being spoken to, to create for themselves idols and things like that of images from heaven above, or to create statues and stuff like that of anything that is inside the earth beneath their feet, or that is in the water under the earth not the oceans or the seas, but different water. This was directed to a group of people, this passage. It was not really directed as anything else but a commandment to them. And if you go back through other passages in the Bible, there are lots of references to inside the earth, the crust of the earth. When it talks about different places on earth, or hellish places primarily, it talks about places under the feet, which would you would assume would be underneath, underground, inside the, the planet. Uh, interestingly enough, if you go back far enough, there's also some words for Earth that seem to indicate it being slightly different than the Earth we're on today. So there's a lot of theories that sprouted from this, touching on the idea that 
the Garden of Eden is actually somewhere inside the inner Earth. And that, according to that timeline in this theory, it would also be the home to the land that Cain is confined to walk for all eternity for being the first murderer. Now, I find it also interesting, then, to assume that a lot of cryptids and things like that that we've kind of traced back to be maybe related to fallen angels, Nephilim, stuff like that, seem to like to wander into underground tunnels and just disappear. So if we're putting the quantum Bigfoot theory aside for a little bit, and we go back into the maybe like an underground fallen angel type theory or something like that, they seem they have to go somewhere. And caves would be a pretty bad place to live. So some of these underground cave networks are pretty deep. If they actually do go past some kind of gravity flip and go into a hollow earth... Well, I guess that's a possibility and a pretty entertaining one at that. We also give a lot of room for other things like plesiosaur, pogo type cryptids to be in underground hidden lakes and stuff. I find it a, a fantastic idea that there could be a completely separate continent beneath us with its own separate light source and everything. Well, I know the Antarctic has underground mountain ranges i say underground but it's under ice mountain ranges so i wouldn't put it past like it's 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 a very plausible thing we've talked about it before underground caverns that are in bodies of water that are cut off from the rest of the world that might open up from an earthquake or something like that and again tunnel networks and if the biblical earth um, before the flood, it was actually inside, it would make sense that the flood, when God says he opened up the windows of heaven to flood the earth, was actually really this the surface ocean coming through the underground crust and flooding the center of the earth, mm-hmm. which would have subsided at this point and fed the land of sprout greenery and trees and all that stuff. Um, Moving away from that, one other thing I wanted to bring up, kind of just as a closing note, and maybe something we could explore for a future episode, would be the concept of not flat Earth in a sense, but the concept of Earth being much, much larger than it appears to be. So much so that our point on the surface is rather flat, and that the ice wall around us is part of a much bigger globe. Have you seen that at all? The big I haven't like, seen that before, no. It's got a name to it, and I can't remember it, but it basically it makes Earth look like a big snowball with a little dot at the top, and that's us. Mm-hmm. Those are all the continents and everything. Now, if that Earth is hollow, it would be absolutely massive inside the center. And if it's not ice all the way around, there would be other continents and other land and stuff beyond that. So if Admiral Byrd did not, in fact, go inside the Earth, but went past the North Pole area, he would have gone to further continents and things like that, which some people assume based on that theory, and this is trying to take it away from the flat earthers here, when you go to the North Pole, there are certain times of the year where the sun seems to spin around and it doesn't give you darkness or anything like that. Right. And when you go really close to the the edge there, it's said that, and people have gotten some pictures of it too, that as the sun goes down for sunset, you can see the sun rising as well for the next day but there's two separate suns. And if there really are two separate areas on a massive, massive global version of Earth, 
you would have a separate sun for another smaller area, which those space out of proportion. And everything we know about space would be wrong and stuff like that. So who knows how much water that theory holds because the Earth would definitely hold a lot more water than what it holds right now. But I, I still find it uh, an interesting note to bring up at the end here. Yeah. Do you think that uh, by any sheer luck we'll get some truth on something like that? No, not at all. Not anytime no. soon. Unless Which... aliens decide to invade and just break some kind of random truth to us. That'd be a bombshell for sure. I'm curious, because I imagine we'll do an episode on Flat Earth eventually, but you, know, like a, you don't have to divulge your thoughts, but which concept pulls you a little bit more? Flat Earth or Hollow Earth? And is it possible Flat Earth could be Hollow Earth as well? Um, I w- I'm the kind of person that keeps my mind open to all possibilities, and it would not surprise me if anything like that turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't consider myself a flat earther at this point nor really a hollow earth believer i just think that it's a concept that i know very little about and i like to entertain the idea that these theories open the pathways to a lot of other things also being true yeah fair enough i mean personally i think i'm probably in the same boat as you um it's amazing how much information can be pitched to fight on the both like both fronts when you're dealing with the science and the evidence behind flat earth and hollow earth. There's a lot more than what we detailed today in regards to hollow earth and we'll definitely be revisiting it in the future. Um, this is made for a great introductory if you've never heard of hollow earth before. Well, I hope uh, you learned a thing or two from this episode because, I mean, I definitely did. I think that how you brought the biblical connection associated with that and even a little bit of that history of the pilot, that it's just, it's fascinating. It really is. And if you think that our ideas fall a little bit flat for the hollow earth theory, maybe we'll explore other theories in the future, no matter how unbelievable they might seem. Taylor, do you want to take us out for this episode? Yes, I reckon I will. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cryptic Clues. You can find us on our website, cryptoclues.ca, our social media channels, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And again, our Patreon, where you get ad-free, exclusive, early episodes. And moving forward now, The Haunt of the Grassman. And uh, yeah, you can send us an email. Crypto- <laughs> I butchered that. I thought like, that's the first time I tried to like weave in the Haunt of the Grassman into the outro and I totally just dropped the ball. I'll work on it, folks. Don't you worry. But yes, you can send us an email, cryptidclues at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, everybody have a good night. Bye-bye. we
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.